heard say amen again. <laughs> Before we move on forward in our service, I have a special request, and I believe it's, it's, it's fitting tomorrow in Henry County for most of our kids that attend here is the beginning of the new school year. And as you know, in the past couple of years, we've had incidents around the country, school shootings and outbreaks. And what's so hypocritical in one regard is you don't want prayer in the school. But when incidents occur, one of the first things the administrators and other officials come out and say is, pray. Why should God be a God to be utilized in such an inconsistent way? I'm going to ask, I've already asked Brother Gerard if you'll come forward. And I'm asking all school-aged children from pre-K up to 12th grade, come forward and just align yourself up and around. Because we want to offer a, a prayer for our children, Amen. for all children, but especially for our children. And there are dangerous situations out there. Some children are raising themselves. Some children are home building bombs. Some children are collecting firearms. Some children are going through all types of depression and, and going through battles within their minds and they don't know where to turn, and sometimes the way they find or the way they react is through violence. Some decide to bring guns to school and shoot up other kids or teachers. And our prayer this morning is that our children will be protected. And we're praying for all, but especially ours. Amen. And we're praying that whatever our children are confronted with, whatever types of dangers our children are confronted with this school year, we're praying that God will protect them Amen. and help them. Yeah. I know we can pray for the teachers, the administrators, and all that, but I'm saying we want to pray for our children. Amen. Brother Jerome. Let us pray. Most gracious and heavenly Father, we come now just thank you for the avenue of prayer. Yes, Father, we thank you for the power that is in prayer, Heavenly Father. We come to you humbly, just asking for these things, Heavenly Father. We come now asking specifically for our children, Heavenly Father. They begin another school year. Be with them, Heavenly Father. Just be with them as students and keep them safe and protected, Heavenly Father. We send them out in the world every day, Heavenly Father. We just ask you to keep your loving arms around them, Heavenly Father, and we pray for them that they trust in you, Heavenly Father. Even at a young age, they realize you are their Savior. You bless us as parents, Father. We listen to our children. So many times we, we uh, neglect the fact that they are going through things as well. Father. Just bless us so that we may move ourselves aside and just take the time to listen to them. 
allow you to guide us in the way that we parent our household. Be with us, be with these children as they learn. If they open their minds and their hearts, bless them to focus. Anything they deal with, that they just come to you and pray. And just bless us as a congregation that we continue to pray for. Be with them in all their endeavors. Strengthen them, say, encourage them. And let them to know that you are the true father, dear father. They can trust in you completely, dear father. Be with the teachers, dear father. Be with them that they bless them with patience and care, dear father. Gentleness. May deal with the children, dear father. Inform relationships that may go beyond the classroom, dear father. Just helping them and encourage them. We know we rely only on you, dear father, that encouragement and that motivation. Be with us now as we continue to go throughout this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Look at this group. <laughs> The future. The future. The future. And I'm so glad that they are a part of this family here. And, and we want to encourage them, but we want to hold them accountable as well. And to do their best, to give their best. But most importantly, fear God. Yeah. And serve God and all that they do. Is that all right? It's all right. Prayer is powerful. Yes, it is. Prayer changes things, and I'm so glad. Yeah. So glad we're in the position that we can pray and call upon our Father in heaven to help us. This morning's lesson, are you a church member or a church customer? Right. Are you a church member or a church customer? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. Man, should have everlasting life. God gave. Jesus gave. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not God. Be equal. No, but humble himself. Left heaven's glory. Took upon himself the form and fashion of a man in the flesh. Came down to this earth among wicked people. Evil, lost, rebellious. And he gave himself as the sin sacrifice so that you and I, mankind, can be reconciled back unto God. Yeah. God gave, Jesus gave. What are we willing to give? Are you a church member or a church customer? We're all well trained as customers. We are constantly evaluating products, brands, and advertisements to decide which ones are worthy of our time and money. That mindset serves us well when it comes to buying products or services. But it's not the but it's the opposite of what church membership should look like. Right. It's the opposite. When you stop and consider the church, when you think about the church, the saving institution, yeah. the art of saving and salvation. None of us 
boast about anything we've done so great. Amen. To claim ownership of it or in it, to put ourselves higher than anybody else. That's right. God did the giving. Amen. Jesus did the giving. Yeah. We're just fortunate and blessed to be members of it. Amen. So we should have a humble mindset. Amen. Not like we're out shopping. And if we don't like something, we turn our nose up at it. All right. All right. Or we put it back. Yeah. Or we take it back and say, this isn't really what I thought it was. And I don't like it. I don't want it. We all should have a spirit of humility and thankfulness. Man. Gratefulness when they come to the church yeah, and being members of it. Unfortunately, a customer mentality of the church may very well be the prevailing mentality in many congregations today. Hmm. Let's take a look at three reasons why customer Christianity is wrong and three ways why church leaders can avoid developing customers in the congregations they serve. Now, I might not finish this this morning, but I'm going to get far enough. Customers aren't loyal. Amen. Right, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Customers are not loyal. The days of lifelong brand loyalty are over. With so much competition, if another company offers a better product at a better value, what do we do? Oh, we're going for the savings. We switch. Customers have no investment into a company, and therefore, they have no reason to be loyal. Amen. The same goes for people who come to church as customers. Right now. Right now. The same goes for people who come to church as customers. Not as worshipers. Right. But as customers. Yeah. They say things like, I'm just not getting enough out of this. Come on. Come on. I like the preaching and singing better somewhere else. Well, right. I want to go somewhere different for my kids. Come on. Or church hopping and church shopping are incredibly common these days. The customer mindset. Yeah. Some say other things and more things similar to these because they're not coming with the mindset to worship and to give honor and adoration. They're coming to see what they can get. Customers get their way or else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amen, lights. Amen. Amen. I said, Barry, should you go this way today? <laughs> and I answered. You know, folks used to say, it's okay to talk to yourself, just don't answer. I answered. <laughs> I answered. I said, I'm going. I'm going that way. <laughs> the customer is always right, the old business saying goes. Because with this, customers know they have leverage. Yeah. Yes, they do. When things aren't as they like, some people complain until they get their way. Yeah. Yeah. They threaten to take their business elsewhere. Just 
go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, some, some folks, they just get loud. <laughs> and now they have a thing called social media yeah. Yeah. where you can really do a, a business in. Yeah. Mm. They threaten to take their business elsewhere. In the age of social media, they might even write a review to complain to others about the company. Yeah. Sometimes they don't even tell the truth. That's right. They never mention their foul mouth or bad attitude. Come on. Mm. Customer Christians do essentially the same thing. It might be that they don't like the song selection. Well, that the sermon was too long. Amen. <laughs> that the proverbial carpet color of their choice wasn't chosen. Or that they weren't specifically catered to in some way. Right. Some say there are those Christians who have the Burger King mentality. Come on now. If it's not their way, it won't be anywhere at all. Right. They want to hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. Special order, don't upset us. All we ask is that you let us have it our way. Some are like McDonald's. They want two old beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. They want it their way. And if I can't have it my way, I'm going to write a review on it. Some get upset over petty things. So they complain, cause division through rumors and gossip, and threaten to leave because the customer is always right. right. After all, they contribute and add to the church attendance numbers. In, in essence saying, I don't need you, you need me. Yeah. How are you gonna make it if I stop giving? I asked Barry, do you want to go this way? And Barry said, yes, because it's the truth. Yeah. True members know that Christianity can't be separated from Christ's serving heart and his self-denial out of love for others. Yeah. They may offer an opinion or make a suggestion from time to time, but they don't complain. Right. Spread rumors, gossip, demand that they get their way. Or they don't even threaten to leave. Instead, they look for ways that can serve others more and don't worry about getting their way. Amen. That's what true Christians, mature Christians, do. They yeah. diligently practice the command to the command to consider others more important than themselves. Philippians 2 and 3. Let's look at Philippians 2 and 3. It's not about them. Right. It's about how can I serve others? Again, verse number one, Philippians chapter two. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife, or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind. 
Listen to this. Let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in who? Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Yeah. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Yeah. 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 Not about me having my way. Right. It's about how can I serve to build up and make it better. Yeah. Am I truly a Christian, a church member, or am I just shopping? Right now. Looking for what I can get to benefit me. Forget these other folks. Some folks won't even sing during worship because you know what? They're only thinking about how they feel. Not considering the fact that my singing could encourage somebody next to me or down from me. Most importantly, it could glorify God. But some folks are so self-centered about them, they won't sing because you know what? I'm not feeling it today. Customers have, they have to be drawn in. Advertising is a trillions of dollars per year industry. Companies compete with each other for customers in every field of business. They promote their superior product, their better prices, or whatever else might be, might get someone to buy. In the age of the seekers sensitive movement, churches do the same thing. We do what we can to get people in the door. And once they're in, once they're in there, we try to give them an experience that makes them want to stay. Now, you may be sitting there saying, well, Brother May, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with, what's wrong with keeping the people interested and keeping the people excited? If the gospel don't draw them. And if the gospel isn't enough to keep them excited. If learning about Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit and the work of the church and becoming a servant. If that doesn't excite them and thrill them. They're the wrong place. The true church. They're the wrong place. Depending on the church, maybe it's the preaching that they count on to get people to come back. Maybe it's the worship. You hear congregations now, or they, they do all types of things to keep people hyped up and, and pumped up and all just, as young folks used to say, all crunk and all everything. 
watch it. Why you just can't be sincere? That's right. Why you just can't be sincere and loving and hard and come and learn? Amen. Since when did the focus of coming to worship shift from God to you? Maybe it's the youth program. Maybe it's the building. Maybe it's all these things combined. And if people decide that's where they want to go, then we've successfully sold them on our product. That's what some congregations do. They're trying to sell the church. The church don't need to be sold. And believe me, we need the church Amen. to be saved. Amen. True Christians come to attend church with a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And number one, let's get something clear. True Christians don't come to be entertained. Amen. Amen. We quote John 4, 24, and that chapter, those passages all the time. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And you know, some congregation, they'll quote that and say that and go right away from the true meaning and purpose of worship. Yeah. We got to keep the people entertained. We got to give the people what they want. Yeah. We don't want them to feel bored. We don't want them to feel we didn't live up to their expectations. Let me tell you something. The only true expectations we need to be concerned with when we come to worship are God's. Amen. That's it. We come to worship God. Amen. Not you. And your expectation should be in alignment to be focused on God. Amen. And not you. Amen. True Christians come to attend church with a purpose. They come to church to worship God and be connected re relationally with people they can serve and people who will walk with them in the Christian life. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. talked about it this morning in Bible class, about being a family. Yeah. Being a family of God. Yeah. You're baptized. You're baptized into Christ. You're added to the body of Christ. Man. You're added to the family of God. Man. You look at Acts chapter 2, the outline, the foundation there. Yeah. They were all in one accord. They gathered together. They, oh man, that was unity. Man. You don't come here to build and promote division. That's right. That's right. It's enough for that out in the world. That's right. When you, as a church member, come, it should be with the mindset to work together, to build, to glorify, 
help others. Not to come in and shop. That's right. <laughs> pick some over here and pick some over there and might, might want to pick something over here and then go about my business. Mm. No. Customers go to the person who makes the best bid for their attendance. Christians come because guess what? They know they should be here. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's right. That's, that's, that's a sad thought, isn't it? That somebody would come and they want you to be here for them. What cross did you hang on? What ability to forgive sin do you have? Right. Well, y'all quiet. Right. Uh, I'm going to go into this and I'm going to finish this this evening. Leadership must have vision and purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Because if leadership don't have vision and purpose, the leadership can sell a congregation or allow a congregation to go into this mentality Amen. of being a customer congregation. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Trying to please everybody. Yeah. 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 Can't please everybody. Amen. Right? You can honor and abide in the truth. And if everybody loves the truth, you could be on one accord. Amen. But individually, you're going about trying to please, you will lose your mind. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because some people come, they don't even know what they want. Right. <laughs> if people come to church, oh, I'm sorry, if get people to come to church is the goal, then the pews will be packed with the customer mindset. If we ask ourselves, which would I rather start with? 20 dedicated Christians or 200 customers? Mm -hmm. right. And see how we answer that with our actions, like our outreach strategies and the way we organize our church. It would tell us what our purpose truly is. Yeah. See, I can guarantee a congregation with a bunch of people who have a customer mentality. They're not interested in going out to serve. They expect you to serve them. Matter of fact, it becomes so bad they forget their reason of even coming to worship. To worship God. Their mentality becomes so distorted God should be Glad I came. <laughs> getting people in the door and getting our numbers up cannot be our end goal. Yes, we all want more people to be there each Sunday, but if we aren't making each person who enters the church building into mature, Christian 
uh, or mature Christ emulating disciples who serves others, we will just create more customers. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at Romans 12, Romans 12, the whole chapter, presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice, not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Proving what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Yeah. Making that transformation that I can become a servant and not always looking, what's in it for me? Jesus didn't go around talking about what's in it for me. How can I be a Christ with a different mentality? It's impossible. If leadership has no vision for the growth of the church and allows customers or allows customer types to drive the church by reacting to their every complaint or demand, then a customer mindset will reign. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we would have. Yeah. A bunch of disgruntled, unhappy, mad folks. Yeah. Yeah. It'll turn competitive because Jerry wanted this way, yeah. and Thomas looked over and said, I could have offered something better than that. Yeah. I, I think it should be this way. Yeah. And it turns into a whole cesspool of competitiveness yeah. and worshiping God ain't nowhere in the It's all about what I want. Yeah. It's all about how can I establish greater leverage. Yeah. To get what I want and to stick my chest out and say, see, I, I wanted it that color. <laughs> I wanted I wanted it turn that way. That's not what it's about, folks. Man. That's why it's so important for leadership to be rooted in the world. Man. Oh yeah, it, 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 it's, it's good to hear. But you also gotta know who you're talking to. That's right, That's right. If leadership lets people hold the church hostage by threatening to leave or withdraw their contributions, a lack of faith exists there that renders the church little different from any common business. And the customers will drive their church rather than God. Yeah. I'm gonna pause right there and finish this evening. Right. I got a little bit more to go on there. Good yeah. What are you this morning? Right. A member or a customer? Right. What are you looking for when you attend worship? What can, what can somebody do for you? Or do you come with the mindset, I'm so thankful and I'm, I feel privileged that God allowed me yeah. Yeah. to be a part of this body. Amen. And being so gracious and thankful, I want to give, I want to contribute, I want to serve, I want to do whatever I can. Or are you looking for some coupons? <laughs> looking for a way 
somebody out of something or get something out of somebody and then bounce on somewhere else. See, that's a question you have to answer. Man. And I would pray the answer would be, I, I'm, not, I'm not a customer. That's right. See, you, you, can, you can, with a business, you can say, I'm not going there again. Yeah. And that's no sin. Man. You have the right to shop where you want. Yeah. Spend your money where you feel appreciated. There's no sin in that. But the church is not a business like that. Amen. The church is the saving institution. Yeah. Built by Christ. Man. Purchased with his blood. Man. He's coming back for it one day. Amen. The church isn't about what the businesses are about out in the world. You can't come up in something you don't own and establish leverage. Man. Let me say that again. You can't come up into this institution, the church, the body of Christ, and establish leverage. Right. It ain't yours. Amen. It belongs to Christ. Amen. And we have to be mindful of the fact that regardless of how much we drop in the collection plate, what we do, you know what? You'll never match the debt that was created and paid on your account by what Jesus did. Amen. And being that you'll never be able to repay that debt, who has the right to boast and vote for leverage? The church belongs to Christ, according to the scriptures. Ephesians 5 say he's the, he's the purchaser and the savior of the body, right? Yeah. He's the head, right? Yeah. Christ is all of these things concerning the church. Who would know better how it is to be operated better than Christ. Right? So if he knows best, why should we try to incorporate anything into it? Well, brother, may times change. You wouldn't believe how often I hear people say, and I'm talking about folks in the church, well, you know, brother, may times change. Times change. I said, but the gospel don't. Amen. That's right. And if you want the church to change from the truth yeah. to something else just to draw people, something's wrong with your understanding. The last time I read, and that was this morning, the Bible calls for us to change to the truth yeah. and not for the truth to change to accommodate what I want to do in this world. Yeah. Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world, 
but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. It does not say adapt and go with the crowd. You know, I see, I see churches, they drawing people because they're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing this. Uh-huh. And your point? And your point? Well, you know, the church, the church just ain't growing like it should. You know why the church isn't growing like it should in some cases? Number one, people don't love the truth. Man. Number two, People not getting the proper samples to draw people to the church. Because some people out in the world in darkness are confused because they're seeing in what's in the church as being the same or worse out in the world. That's right. Man, I can't lift Jesus up in the dark. What's up? When I was saved, I was saved from darkness into the marvelous light. Amen. To be seen, to be upheld, to be observed. Can't go back in darkness and talk about, I'm lifting Jesus up. Jesus don't hang out there. Amen. Amen. So are, are, you, are you a church member? Are you a Christian? Are you shown? Might leave today and go shop somewhere else. <laughs> but the church will stay. It will stay. Yes, it will. And by no by no means do I present this lesson in, in you know any anger or whatever. It's just the truth, folks. We have to be mindful of how we think. Yeah. yeah. Some of us want to put burdens on the church that don't belong right. on the church. Folks, folks looking to come to church to be to be happy. The church ain't making me happy. What do you mean the church ain't making you happy? Yeah. You're supposed to bring joy. That's right. You're supposed to bring a joyful spirit and an attitude and a mindset to sing and glorify and worship. Yeah. How in the world is it the church job to make you happy? Bring hell up in here? What are we supposed to do? <laughs> well, you didn't preach it out of me. <laughs> come on, come on, folks. Come on. It's not the church's job to make you happy. It's our job to prepare you. Amen. Teach. Yeah. To help you grow stronger in the fight. Man. Fellowship and love to become better servants, stronger. Yeah. yeah. It's not our job to make you happy. Man. This ain't some concert. Right. You pay all that money to go to a concert and you say, I'm upset. What you upset about? He ain't sing my song. But he performed for two hours. 
But he ain't saying that one song. Damn. Now man, hey, that went. Your problem. That's the word. You pay your money, go on expecting to be entertained. You don't come here because you give doing collection and expect to be entertained. Amen. Amen. Mm. Amen. Don't get it confused. This isn't about entertaining you. It's about worshiping worshiping God. Amen. Yes, sir. And what you put in that plate, you give to God. That's right. And you're done. That's right. And you do it out of love. And you do it with a willing spirit and a cheerful spirit and heart because yeah. look how much he allowed you to keep. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, church, come on. Let's grow. Let's grow together. Man. This ain't about making you feel good. It ain't about making you happy. We're trying to prepare you for one of the greatest transitions you're going to ever make. Yes, sir. Called dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. An appointment we all will keep. Hebrews 9, 27. Amen. An appointment we're going to face one day, whether you're ready or not. Amen. But don't blame us because we offer the resources for you to learn and to become better and to abide and grow by in the spirit of God and you don't take advantage of it don't blame us we're here on Sundays we're here on Mondays we're here on Wednesday mornings and Wednesdays you know if there are other times you want to get together I'm sure we can arrange that too but it ain't the church fault and you ain't happy Amen. Come to know what true happiness is. And believe it or not, contrary to what the world may tell you, true happiness is serving God. Being a servant. Thinking more of others than yourself. Is that all right? I'll close out right there. And you know what? We encourage you to come back at three. We do have a service at three o'clock. Amen. Just want to throw that in there. Yeah. In case, you know, your mind went blank on. Right. Right. We're faced with so much in this life. Yeah. And people are searching and looking and they're, they're debating and trying to figure out all sorts of things. Folks, the answer to all of our problems in life is Jesus. Man. Let me say that again. Yeah. Jesus is the answer yeah. to any and all of our problems in life. He's the way, yeah. the truth, and the life. John 14, 6 and 5. He is the answer. Not liquor. Not sex. That's temporary 
You drink, get drunk, forget about why you were drinking, only to become sober and have even more problems. So you drink more to know what you had compounded from the first drink, only to become sober and realize I have even more problems. And the next thing you know, you're an alcoholic. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're beating your spouse. You're abusing your children. Next thing you know, you lose your job. Next thing you know, you go to jail. Next thing you know, you're out there driving under the influence. Just compounding one problem after another. Look at alcohol is not the answer, brothers. Jesus is the answer. I don't care how many states legalize marijuana. Smoking that weed is not the answer, folks. It's not the answer. You can stick your chest out and say, well, it's legal. It makes you an idiot. We don't need help in becoming dumb in our thinking. We can do that without any influence. Weed is not the answer. Sex is not the answer. You can lay up with whoever you want to, and it'll give you temporary satisfaction, and you get through, fall asleep, wake up, and you still got problems. <laughs> so what do you do? You keep doing that? No. It's not the solution. Man. Jesus is the answer. Man. And I appeal to you today, Give your life to him. Yeah. God so loved you, he so loved me. He gave his best. Mm -hmm. Jesus so loved his father and saw what it meant to him for you and for I to be saved. Yeah. That he humbled himself and gave his life. Why won't you give your life? Man. The alcohol is just going to cause more problems. It's going to attack your liver, destroy your kidneys. High blood pressure. Just destroy it. There's some diseases out there, penicillin, not even mentioned. Because they can't even come close to heaven. Jump around from one woman to another, from one man to another, looking for peace, looking for satisfaction. It ain't there. Amen. It's in Christ. Amen. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Yeah. Jesus said, come unto me. Come unto me. All ye that are and I have a I give you what? You know why people roam around, bounce around? Because they're looking for rest. They're looking for some peace. Yeah. Yeah. Something's troubling them. Yeah. Something is just working them. And you know, they, they just can't, even some folks, they can't just stay at one congregation. That's right. Because the church.
truth may slap them here, and they say, well, I don't want to say none of that. I want to go somewhere where they're going to say some smooth stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. When really, the problem ain't the, it's not that the truth is being preached. The trouble is, you don't want to accept the truth. Yeah. And realize, I have a problem. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the answer is Jesus. Man. Bled, suffered, and died yeah. for you, for yeah. me. Yeah. He did his part. Now, the invitation is yours. Yeah. Will you accept it? We pray for our young kids. We pray for our children that they'll be protected, that they will be watched over this school year. That God will bless them. Who did we call on to do this? Why did we pray to ourselves? We know we need help. Because there are some places we can't be where our children are. Amen. We need to appeal to somebody who can be everywhere at all times. Right? Amen. Somebody bigger than us, right? Yeah. And we pray to God. Why can't we acknowledge that? Straighten our lives. Man. We know He is the great I am. Man. We know we need Him. But we're struggling with denying ourselves. Yeah. I beg you today. Get yourself out the way. Yes, sir. You're not going to make it without Jesus. Man. He is the only way. Yeah. What's our song, Jerry? Sure. Sure. I mean, one ninety eight, Dory. One ninety eight, come on up, brother. One ninety eight is our invitation song. <laughs> 